27 of quarantine. I have not seen an outside face since mid-month. I don't know if I would recognize the vast land in front of me if I was to leave my bunker. And of course I'm kidding. It's uh, your host, the real John Baker. And it's too lazy to write. And um, the one thing that this lock-in, lockdown, uh, quarantine is uh, is doing, it's getting me to make these podcasts. This is the second episode in, um, in, in like a week. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. It's too lazy to write. It's the podcast that everybody, no one's listening to the thing. Um, but I had a, uh, you know, it's been a, been an uneventful week just been in the house cooking and cleaning and reorganizing and walking dogs and going on walks and walking and waiting in line to get into grocery stores um and in all of that i managed to rope in a guest and who did i get this week who is my guest well for those of you who went to camp gashore gashore or sir robert borden high school uh in the uh in the 80s Perhaps you knew Penny Greenberg. I did. I knew her from camp. I knew her from school. We were in drama class together. And uh, Penny uh, lives in Toronto, where she works as, um, and I hope I get, she told me in the interview what she does, but she is a field producer, associate producer, story producer, freelance producer, 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 producer. She's worked on a number of shows um, many you've, uh, perhaps watched property brothers was one of them that, uh, she had told me about. And, um, I'm sure if you were to go to her IMDB page, as I am going to do while we're chatting right now, cause I was there before she hasn't, I like talking to people who have IMDB pages. Uh, she worked on property brothers. She worked on something called uh, a TV series documentary called mighty producer, mighty ships. She was a producer, sorry, keeping Canada alive. And, uh, she's done a whole bunch of, she's done a whole bunch of stuff that, um, has taken her all over the world, has had her meet a number of, uh, famous and infamous. And she made a little promise to me that I am going to, uh, hold her to should the day ever come. So we had a chat via Skype on, uh, on the, on, uh, what day is it today? It's Thursday. So we had it, I think it was Tuesday. We had a great chat and, um, I've put it all together for you to enjoy. So give a listen and, uh, I'll be back in a few and, uh, you know, then I'll wrap it up, but enjoy. It's Penny Greenberg, um, friend, producer, and she brought that amazing Penny Greenberg energy that only she has. Enjoy. How's, um... <laughs> How's your lockdown going? It's really great. <laughs> it's so funny because everybody's like, this is the time for us to be reconnecting with our families, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And like, we've already had a couple of really like major fights. And, oh, good. So we're not alone. I'm not alone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Major fights. So, um, so that's fun. But um, today, so my husband is a teacher. He's an elementary school teacher. So he is like, you know, putting together a plan for the kids. Oh. So they've been working on stuff all 
all morning. Although the morning, we're actually asleep all morning. We've been like going to bed at like 12 midnight oh. and in the morning and waking up at like 11 or 12. My daughter just woke up at 1.15. <laughs> so I was like, whatever. I mean, she went to bed at 3 or 2. <laughs> I know. There's nothing you can do, right? It's bananas, I know. And every night I'm like, at, and even at like 9 o'clock, I'm like, okay, everybody. Time to change out of last night's pajamas and put <laughs> pajamas. And it still takes like three hours because I keep stopping and watching Netflix instead okay. of fucking to get to bed. What are you watching? Please tell. I, I, I'm like, I tried to watch a show the other day. Uh, yeah. It was called Feel Good. And like, <laughs> it, it had just came on Netflix like that afternoon. Okay. And it's yeah, a. It's that a one. Okay, so it's a Canadian woman. She's a comedian, and yeah. she's living in London. And I guess it's based on her her uh, Edinburgh uh, fest comedy festival show, where she yeah. hooks up with this woman. She's gay, whatever. I I uh -huh. wanted to like it more, yeah. than I did. And uh, I don't know. Was it a movie or a series? It was a. But it's a series. It was like a, a six episode series. Oh, you're trying to oh. Wait a minute, is that, there's one on CBC. I don't know if you're going to get CBC where you are. Are you geo-blocked? No, but maybe that's the show and they just put it on American Netflix. It's, um, I don't think it's called Feel Good because it's like, it's, it looks hilarious. It's, um, oh God, Jean, uh, what's her name? The, the Canadian actress who talks like this, like, uh, oh geez, I can't remember her name, but she's great. I don't know. Uh, Flaherty. She's married to Joe Flaherty, and she is Jean. I forget her last name. Anyway, I'll send it to you. Anyway, okay. I, you just reminded me that I want to start looking. Oh, you know what I'm watching? I'm rewatching Friends. I'm oh, on. Okay. Uh, I'm on season seven. Yeah, loving it. Now, there's been a lot of backlash though, like with with millennials about Friends and how there we... is a. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, go what ahead. What I was going to say is there's a lot of like talk about fat shaming and there's a lot of like uh, a lot of like uh, sexual harassment that is oh seems okay and stuff like that. Well, I mean, wasn't there also th there was a running joke, right? That Chandler's dad was Kathleen Turner. Oh, yes. So she hasn't appeared yet, but yes, her dad is a uh, his dad is um is like a is a you know she she's trans and in Vegas and does a show or something like that yeah, yeah. so that's a, that is a long running thing you're right that too so, so lots going on there that we shouldn't be proud that we I know thought was funny. right there is a lot going on there that we should not be proud of so hey so um, Penny Greenberg yeah. <laughs> What have you been doing for the last, uh, say, 25 years? I'll give you I that. know, right? Uh, I know. Um, well. I, before you do that, I imagine, I imagine our 50th anniversary Sir Robert Borden High School reunion is canceled. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm guessing so. Wasn't that going <laughs> to be this summer, possibly? Yeah, it was supposed yeah. to be in June. I'm guessing I was it's thinking not happening, though. No, probably not. Uh, okay, so. Yeah. So up until about two weeks ago, I was busy. Yeah. <laughs> I was pretty busy. Um, let's see. So, yeah, I got lucky enough to, like, start 
uh, right out, I went to school. I went to Ryerson uh-huh. uh, Radio and Television Arts back in the day. And that was at, that was my second degree. I got into that. And do you know, there's a friend of ours from Ottawa, um, Jessica Orchover. Do you know her? No. By chance? No. Oh, okay. So she's, you know, from, or from, she went to all the same camps and schools as we did, but anyway. Okay. Um, she's a couple years younger than me even. So that means she's three years younger than you. Cause we're only a year apart, you and me. Right. Um, so yeah, I had finished a degree. I was working in a restaurant. I didn't know what to do with my life. And this girl, Jessica, it was work actually moved to Toronto to do this program, Ryerson radio and television arts. And she, I got, she needed a summer job and I got her job at Lime Ricky's in the Eaton oh. Center <laughs> because that's where I was working. Okay. Wow. Was a muckety still... muck over there. No, it's gone now. It's, it's a gone, batch. Huh? Yes. And um, so she worked there. And so while we were there for the summer, she was like, and I didn't know what I was going to do with my life because I was done a degree and I didn't have, didn't know what to do. And she said, you know what you should do? You should do my program. It's radio and television arts. I'll totally help you get in. And she coached me and I went, so I applied to the program and I got in. Wow. And uh, she totally like told me what the, you know, like what to be ready for, to read the paper every day for like two weeks before the, before the meeting and, and, and just how to like what they were looking for. Right. So, yeah, so I got into that and, um, and I had two awesome fun years with an amazing group of people, um, learning how to make TV and radio and stuff like that. But mostly Ryerson back then was like one of the, the best programs in the city or the, one of the most coveted programs in the city. So really it was more about making connections with people and like, and like, cause you can get training anywhere, but it's all about who you know. That's something that I've really learned in the last 25 years. Is it's about who you know. It's about your network. Yeah. So, yeah. So then um, I did a bunch of stuff after that. And um, I worked. Then I, I got a job as a reporter, entertainment reporter at oh. um, Chum Television. Oh, okay. For- so was that like City TV? It was, um, okay. but it was. I worked for actually Star, the network Star. I don't know if you ever remember that. It was oh, um, oh. one of the, so back when like Chum Television had all the specialty channels in Canada, that was back when there was like a movie channel and a, yeah. as, there was an entertainment channel, there was a fashion television channel, there was a, a, a space channel and all different so they had all the different networks but they were all coming out of the same building so i worked for the entertainment one and okay. so i would do stories for them but i would also do entertainment stories for city tv and all that and it was so fun like i would just go we would just you know find stories and go around canada and the united states and i was on sets of like big movies and tv shows and interviewing oh big celebrities for I guess about six years or seven years, I had the best time. And I had no idea you did that. This is, yeah. this is amazing. Okay. I know. So it was so much fun. And the, the best part was that it was so like the company was, it was, ju- it was before it was owned by, you know, Chum was um, acquired uh, by Bell Media and sure. Rogers, right? And they split I, it up too. Well, because I got out of Chum uh, Radio. Yeah. Right before 
uh, Bell Globe Media bought them. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. So um, I was sort of part of that whole big shuffle. And um, and so I it was the oh, sorry. What I was going to say is what's great about that time is that we would have these big creative meetings and we would say, okay, everybody pitch a show or pitch a series or pitch something, some idea for a one-off, even like a documentary series. And we would all go around the table and we would all be like, I want to do something about this. I don't want to make a show about that. And they would say, okay, go ahead, go for it. See you when it's finished. And that was it. And um, so we got to do a lot of stuff. I got to like make a whole bunch of great fun projects that, I wanted to do so that was fun and I did a lot of like um uh film festival red carpets and lots of like going to parties and covering it with cameras and interviewing people and stuff so I got I met a lot of celebrities I got snubbed by a lot of celebrities I got a couple celebrities made me cry like they made you cry because of their stories or they were just outright yeah. rude to you? They were rude to me sometimes. Uh-huh. Some I want to know, do you have a good snub story? Um, I kind of do, actually. I want to hear we used it. To, we did this, um, uh, and I, I'll only say his name because he probably would not even care. So... It was the Toronto Film Festival, and I was working for this entertainment show. We used to we had this segment called um, we had this segment called Five Questions. Okay? okay, and it was very simple. We just asked someone like a big. It had to be a big celebrity, someone that you would even you would just know just by looking at their face. You didn't have okay. to inter- You didn't have to introduce them and or or even like key their name you just had to you could just look at them and know how famous they were okay okay and so at the film festival we always had a lot of great opportunities to do that and most big celebrities had fun with it because we asked them dumb questions like what's in your pocket or you know when's the last time you cried or what's when's the last time you laughed or what's your most embarrassing moment and stuff like that Okay. So I was at the film festival and um, I was at the, there's a big barbecue that happens every year um, at, um, at uh, Norman Jewison's place at the Canada Canadian film center. And um, so um, there's like this big VIP area that very few people get to get into, but all the big stars were there. So, you know, you would go there and like, it was a huge barbecue, but you would never see like Whoopi Goldberg, you know, poking around in the barbecue. They would always be in the big VIP area. And so I got into this VIP area uh, for a bit, like they would let us in a little bit at a time. And I, and Sir Ian McKellen was there. Oh, okay. And and I thought, oh my God, this would be perfect to get this five questions with him. Right. And, um, yeah, so I, I went up to him and he, he kind of seemed sort of nice, but you know, they there's drinking going on. I don't know if he was drinking or not, but it's a real party atmosphere. And right. I asked him if I could ask him five questions and he said yes. And so I asked him so, one of those five questions, one of those silly questions that the celebrities usually enjoy answering because it's not like, tell me about your film and what's your motivation for your character. So I said, what, you know, what's in your pocket or something like that. And he said, uh, he said that was the stupidest question he's ever heard and turned (laughs) his back on me and walked away. But like in a really like snide mean way. And I was like, 
22 maybe at the time or 23 oh man so i kind of yeah i kind of teared up and walked away from that i mean it looked back fine but it was like so embarrassing like he just made a big show of turning his back on me and like just walking away so was was he even a sir at the time or was he just regular old ian i i don't know he might have been a sir by then Maybe huh. not. I forget. I don't know. <laughs> I was once, uh, or I used to volunteer at um, the Blues Fest in Ottawa. And yeah. And we were backstage. Oh. Well, we were backstage one year. I was backstage all the time, but one year we're back there, and the Almond Brothers are playing, and this woman was a huge Almond Brothers fan. Yeah. And she went up to Greg Almond to, to talk to him, and he, mm-hmm. he, he blew her off. And she turned to everybody, and she was like, I just got blown off by Greg Allman. That oh was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> there I you love, go. Silver yeah. lining guy. Yeah. She turned it into a positive. I was like, that's, that's so her good. encounter, right? She's got a, you yeah. have a great story. He, he, he blew you off, but it's a great story. For sure. Um, but you For were, sure. I'm, I'm not following any chronological timeline here. You were just yeah. like, a month ago or two months ago in France, right? I was. Uh, I got back. Um, I came back on the 25th of February. So, oh, okay. uh, yeah. So, like, less than a month, like, about a month ago, I got back. And, and that was for a show you're doing? That was for a show. It worked on um, a great um, documentary series. I had such a good time um, about cheese. Okay. I don't know how much of it I'm allowed to reveal, but it That's is okay. a documentary series about cheese. And, and um, yeah, so we went to France because you got to go to France to do a documentary sure. about cheese. So, yeah, we were there for two weeks and we traveled around and um, and just had a lot of fun. It's not really about the show is not really about like how the cheese is made. It's more about just exploring how cheese is part of our culture and how in in different like it's about cheese but it's more about the enjoyment of cheese and how to use cheese and the cooking of cheese and the and how cheese is part of um pot you know our culture different cultures and stuff like that so it's not really about the making you know like we did we didn't we didn't fall you know go and make cheese in vats and and pour them into molds and stuff like that. We learned a little bit about um, cheese making, but mostly it was about cheese enjoying. Oh, okay. Well, there could yeah. be. You're, you're obviously not lactose intolerant. Obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> I love cheese. What? So, and that's for, is that like the, the company you work for now? Is that your company? Like, no, no. Um, I, so I'm still a freelancer. So okay. I get, I'm basically, um, it's like I'm a freelancer and for a while you would say that I work for myself, but I don't actually work for myself. I'm really more, because I'm not a sole proprietor. I don't own, you know, I don't pay taxes on my company or anything. I don't right. charge um, taxes, goods and services or whatever. I just, I go from job to job. So every, um, you know, there's a bunch of production companies. This is kind of what's happened and happened with the production industry at least in canada i think in the u.s probably too is that rather than working for a big network which is what happened you know i used to and then i got laid off like a whole bunch of 
other people. Um, What's happened now is that um, all these networks actually contract different production companies to make a show. And so... The, and then those companies hire the people, the manpower to to make the show. So you go and you'll do, you know, a contract for three months or four months, and then you'll finish that contract. And then you're looking for another gig and you, and you get that one. And so I have like about, I guess, five or six different companies that I've worked for okay. in the last 15 years, ever since I stopped at, um, at CTV. Um, yeah. So I, uh, yeah, that's how it works. That's what you're doing. Really? I have a, I have a question yeah. for you. Because I, mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, at least where I am, uh, mm-hmm. in, in the States, well, okay, all, all over North America, we seem to have a very big interest again in Mr. Rogers and that way of life. When, when times were simpler and we all you know, loved one another and... Uh, advice was was like very basic but very important. You know the messages mm-hmm. we're getting. Yeah. Are you seeing? And, and I blame. I don't. I I credit it to the political environment that I'm living in right now because mm-hmm. we're trying to go back to like everything is so nasty. We need to be reminded of what was good. Yeah. And culturally, that was good. That. Mm-hmm. So, are you seeing uh, like? like a trend where we're, we're trying to go towards like positive messages or, you know, things to feel good about. Are you seeing that in um, media at all? I or am do I full of shit? That, no, you're not full of shit. Um, the thing I, I would say yes to a certain extent. It depends because on one hand, I think that's true. I think that we're looking to um, tell, you know, to tell those stories that are simpler and make you feel good and, and all of that. But I also think that on some level, there's still a market for people that whole, um, you know, like when you, when you drive past a car accident and you can't help but look, you know, that there's still, I think there's still that, I don't think that's ever going to go away. I think we're still, we're always going to be, viewers will always be interested in, um, watching other people's trials and tribulations. And, and I think that it makes them feel better about themselves. And sadly, um, I mean, I personally love working on projects that are for the most part, the feel good projects. Right. Um, I don't like, but then I've also worked on stories about, you know, documentary series about murder and, and people who, you know, have, um, and then the company that I worked for also did a show about, um, you know, projects about people who um, stalk other people and kill other people and people who, like, they still overcome, they still overcome. So there's still a happy ending in a lot of the cases, but some of it is also about, like, you know, how people fall, how people, how rich people fall, how there's, you know, how famous people fall from yeah. grace and stuff like that. So I think there's always going to be an appetite for that, I'm afraid. Um, well, yeah, I mean, because they're always compelling stories, right? Yes. You've yes, never heard exactly. a story of a, of a mass murderer and thought, eh, it's kind of boring. Yeah, exactly. But also, like, stories about how things, you know, how things all went wrong, you know, yeah. like... 
story, you know, there's a documentary series about the Fire Island fiasco and, um, and, uh, you know, these like making of a murderer type shows. And um, I worked on a show called Fear Thy Neighbor, where it was about neighbors who have like, um, who have like disputes that basically escalate to, you know, killing each other. Yeah. Wow. And uh, it's season seven right now. <laughs> They've had seven seasons of this show. What's it on? It's uh, it's on Discovery ID. Okay, I have that. I have that channel. I'm gonna watch for that. Yeah. So I made I made a few of those. Um, Has have you always so yeah. worked? I mean, after after leaving CTV, was it mm. always in like the reality television? atmosphere uh yeah yeah either that or uh, either that or documentary but never scripted um and i'm not 100 percent sure why like i feel like the job that i do i'm what they call a story producer or an associate producer and i don't think that my job translates to scripted television like it's because that stuff's like there's a script it's written and and basically what my job is in in my areas to find the stories and and tell them right and they're real right. stories so so yeah it's kind of it's kind of doesn't exist in the scripted world so and it, yeah. it takes you it takes you everywhere right uh so far a lot of it has kept me here but i have gone oh. gone away i mean france was the furthest i've ever been uh-huh. um but um, but I've worked on stuff that's you know you know I'm in the office and it's happening in the United States or I've gone like I went to Florida for that Fear Thy Neighbor show but for the most part I, I'm pretty much I'm kind of an office person especially since I had kids I'm not I don't yeah. want to travel as much as I would. Do have. you ever need anybody? Oh, this has been a dream of mine. I yeah. I want to be one of the. I'm not an actor, uh, but I want to be. <laughs> but you could one of those- be. I, I want to be like the reenacting person, you know, like the stalking yeah. neighbor. So if you ever yeah. need anybody, I would love yes. to. Do, and I don't, I won't even chart. I will. I, oh, wow. I would love to just be the guy in the background. I often wonder, have you ever watched the show? Um, uh, I think it's called like sex brought me to the ER or something like that. No, that sounds great. <laughs> it's like, so it's a show and it's all like, you know, they have the doctor who was on call telling the story and mm-hmm. then they reenact it with just, you know, like terrible, terrible actors. But yeah. I, I, I often wonder if like anybody from any of those shows has ever gone on to become, you know, Bradley Cooper or Sean yeah. Penn. Or like, I don't know. You know, I you got know, my I'll start. Tell you. Yeah. Oh, go sorry, ahead. go. No, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, a small thing. So this Fear Thy Neighbor show. Well, it's only going to be interesting to you. For sure. <laughs> I don't okay. know if it's going to be interesting to your listeners. But you and I have a friend. So I went to go work on this Fear Thy Neighbor show, and it does do reenactments. And P.S., if and when I do go back and work on a show like that, I could totally get you in. Okay, okay. Um, Because they are always looking for people, and you would be great. I'll even shave my beard if I have to. I will. There you go. I think they would probably want your beard. But anyway. um. So it was like my first, it was my first season working on this show. And when you start on a new show, they tell you to watch a bunch of old episodes. Okay. Okay. So I'm, I turn on one of, I'm turning on some episodes. They're showing them to me and I, 
and I and I'm watching it, and then and and who should pop up on the screen except an old friend of ours? Who? Chantel. Really? Yeah, I'm not going to say her last name because she maybe doesn't want me to. But oh my no. god! <laughs> I turned it on, and there she is. And she played like a woman, I think, who gets poisoned. She plays a woman. <laughs> the whole neighborhood hates, and then or and then someone poisons oh. her 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 garden, like in her plants or something, and then she drops dead. Either that or oh. she's the murderer. I can't remember, but but oh, it was her. God. Well, that it's funny you mention her because when my daughter or son, I can't remember, was like you know two or three years old, they used to watch. It was a show on TV Ontario, maybe or maybe it was CBC. I can't remember. But yeah. she was one of like the singers. Like I can't remember the the show, but like they would wear like these. Yeah, Chantel pastel. did a show. Yeah, they did. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but they did a whole bunch of them. And she's wearing yeah. that green outfit with the yeah, little yeah, green. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was her and a bunch of other people. So I think she told me though that she was cast and wasn't like she didn't weren't wasn't friends with those people to begin oh, with. Okay, okay. But I do remember. Yeah, so she was like one of the. She that she said she still gets people coming up to her on the street because it's still it's still is on run. television. Like kids still watch that. Yes. Yeah, that is so funny. So that I know, it's timeless. Well, we like. I mean, aside from oh, my dog sitting on my lap and she's barking at a she's growling at a dog across the street. Um, yeah. Aside yeah. from you know our obvious celebrity connection, right? Mm -hmm. Of course. Um, there's a number of people who we went to high school with who yes. are in your, who are in your field, yes. both behind and in front of the camera. Indeed there are. Indeed there are. So um, was there something in the water at SRB in the late eighties? Maybe. I don't know. Um, but no, but we were like, the, we, we, you know, we hung out with the Drammies, right? So yeah. I think yeah. it's uh, only um, to be expected that everyone was going to end up doing something yeah. with um, theater and acting and stuff. But and, um, but this yeah. isn't. Was this what you wanted to do? You were like, uh, well, obviously you said when. You, what did you graduate from before Ryerson? Oh God! Well, you know what happened was that I I had fully. Um, intended to um, audition for the theater program at York University and want to get into theater. And okay. um, and I don't know what happened, but I think I'm as a teenager, so I don't really wasn't really paying attention. And my friend who I was going to audition with calls me one morning. I'm at work. I worked for my parents in their okay. fabric store and calls me at work and she goes, oh my God, Penny, the auditions for York are today. They're today. Huh. And you need to prepare a monologue and go in and do the audition today. And I was like, what? Like, so I didn't. So needless to say, I wasn't ready. Right. She was ready and she did get in, actually. Okay. And I didn't. I went to York anyway and I just did like plays and did stuff. But I don't think I ever really like wanted it enough. Yeah. Right. And I always had my mom chirping in my ear saying. Have a. You'll have a steady income. You got to do like a, you know, marketable skill, like your chances sure. making it are so small and all that stuff. All true things. Um, and but so, when you're 18, you don't want to hear that or 19. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it kind of bummed me out, but in the end, like, I think it was probably for the best. I don't think I would have been, I don't think I would have been good for that. uh, Like to actually be acting. Um, Yeah. Also, I'm just not much of a, like, I like to get a job and I like to do the job. I'm not, you know, I have friends who have like written music or written screenplays or written or created TV shows and, you know, and that's their life. But it's just, I don't know. It's just not me. Well, when all of this is over, this nuttiness that we're living through right now, um, and you end up shooting something in the Washington, D.C. area. Okay. I really really hope, you know, I'm I'm not ending the interview now. I'm just saying, you know, I hope that, you know, you're able to, we're able to, we haven't seen each other in Lord knows how long. I know, but I see you on Facebook. So I I know. Yeah. Hey, so oh, here, here's a question for you. I haven't asked this to people in a while, but yeah. Um, so pretend you are in front of the camera. Just pretend yeah. for a minute. You've you've got a starring okay. role on uh, on on the Friends reboot, on the politically correct Friends oh. reboot. Okay. And you're you're a guest on a talk show. Okay. Okay. And they're going to introduce you, and you get mm-hmm. to choose the song you walk out to. Oh my god. What are you what are you walking out to? Oh my god. Um I oh geez. Oh, I don't know. I have to think about that one. It's a tough one. That could well, I was that could have been one of your five stupid questions. It's not a stupid question. It's a good that question. could have been. It could I have like been. It totally um I don't know, something from the greatest showman. Really? Something. Okay. Yeah. Something like something inspiring from the greatest showman like this is me or like, something like me. that that yeah. my my daughter's in chorus down here uh yeah at her school and that yeah. song is sung every year by somebody yeah <laughs> yeah every year how old are your kids um my older ava is um how old is she she's 13 sorry okay. She's okay. 13, and then the little one, Zoe, is nine. Okay. And are they, yeah. like, are they active? Are they, are they theater like mom, or are they academic Ava like is. Yeah, I think Ava is really, um, well, so Ava, Ava had her first starring role okay. in a play. Like, she's in a theater group, but, I mean, that's not probably going to happen this year, but she was really yeah. excited about it. She's finally, like, she's got a really good voice, and this is the year she just started realizing it, I think, like really trying to push it out, you oh, know, like good. to get it. And we we're so excited. So, you know, like I, like you said, you know, once this craziness is all over, I really hope that she'll get to go back and and do it. I don't know if her play is going to be canceled. It's not supposed to happen till May yeah. 9th, but I think there's probably a good chance that it will be canceled this year. Okay, so, that's unfortunate. Uh, what was so was it? Super disappointed. Was it a play that they had written themselves, or was it like? No, it was uh, um no. It's a it's it's um a play called Honk. It's the Ugly Duckling. Okay. Story, whatever. So you know, like when they do those plays, they they pay licensing fees, right? Yeah. So you can't just do, you know, Book of Mormon or something. Right. Right. Well, no, that's probably a really bad choice but <laughs> that's um, the best choice you know what's funny we, <laughs> the other night when this before we're all in lockdown we mm-hmm. had some mormons come to the door and my son <laughs> it was just my son and i at home and they rang the yeah. door they rang the doorbell my son went and he's like i just he's like dad 
Yeah. So, so I went and they're like, hi, sir. And I pointed to the mezuzah and I said, we're okay. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> and then they said, do you know anybody thanks, in guys. your neighborhood? They said, do you know anyone in your neighborhood who might like to talk to you? I was like, fuck no. Uh, but then when we were leaving, because we were going to get pickup or takeout, I rolled down the window and I was blaring um, the opening number from Book of Mormon. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Cause I know. Why not? Because um, why not? Yeah. What else was I going to ask you? Not about theater. Oh, yeah. No, I was going to say here they – what. I'm sure they have it, the same thing in Canada, but they'll they'll get a play, but they put the word junior at the end of it, so it's an abbreviated version right. of the play. Yes, um, and they then, do do that, yeah. Okay. Well, because yeah. no one's going to sit through two hours no, or two and a half no. hours of... <laughs> Les Mis by 13-year-olds. Yeah. But, yeah, so they, my, my son was just in high school musical, Junior, Um and it was a lot of fun. It's it's amazing, it's to, watch amazing to watch kids, kids and what they can do. What they can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And it's so. I mean, it makes me cry just thinking about it. Like, you know, watching what she what she you know just you're watching your own kid do it. It's just what they can accomplish. It just makes me. Yeah. I, don't know, I get for clench. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna call it quits there. Okay, I, but I wanted to thank you because you brought that Penny Greenberg energy that oh, yeah. I remember you having always. Yeah, <laughs> always like ninety-five years old. <laughs> no, you still have that same energy that I could see, like at Shira, uh, yep. you know, on a on a summer afternoon. <laughs> oh my gosh! I wish my kids wanted to go to camp, but they really don't. Oh no! No, they don't like being outside. Oh. <laughs> They don't enjoy being out in the outside. Well, then this is perfect for them, what's going on right now. Exactly. Well, look, stay safe and, you know, stay healthy. I hope I can see you one day soon. I hope so, too. And I'm going to hold you to that. If you're ever producing another Something Made Me a Murderer, I want to be I full on will put you forward to be a murderer. You're you're going to have to audition. I won't have to audition. Oh. Yeah, I'll make. I'll take care of that for you. Thank you so much, and thank exactly. you for doing this too. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. Okay, take care. All right, bye, John. Bye. Okay, bye. It was good, huh? It was so much fun to catch up with her, because um, I honestly I can't even remember the last time I I chatted with her, the last time we saw one another. Um, but it was so great to talk to her. I won't be seeing her at the high school reunion because that's probably not happening. Um, just like awesome cons not happening this year for my son and I, we're going to have to wait and reschedule. So it's interesting because um, quickly, it's not interesting, but awesome con is a, a comic convention my son and I go to every year. And this year, obviously it's canceled. It was supposed to be at the beginning of May um, canceled. So they've rescheduled it to December. Now they've rescheduled it the same weekend as my wife's birthday. And it's a big birthday. And my wife's giving me permission to go, but I'm like, I can't go. So what do you think? Should I go? Should I not go? You can, you know, email me your response. Uh, go to the website, toolazytowrite.com, or you can Twitter at me, uh, at the real John Baker, or just, you know, put it in the comments on the Facebook where you'll see this. Should I go? Should I not go? 
I think I shouldn't go. But getting back to the interview, it was a treat to talk to Penny. Uh, and like I said at the beginning of this and during the interview and now, she brought that Penny Greenberg energy that I was so familiar with uh, from knowing her at, at camp and at uh, school, at high school. So it turns out my high school is a treasure trove of people to talk to. Who will I mine it for next? One can only imagine, but thank you for listening to that. Uh, thanks for keeping me in your ears during uh, this quarantine. I hope everybody is uh, is healthy and is uh, washing their hands and, and, and okay financially and okay socially and emotionally and all that stuff. Um, I'm going to try to have another one of these up next Friday. I think I'm going to aim for Fridays. Um, so until the next time, you can find me on Twitter at the real John Baker on Facebook. We're probably friends. You can go to the website, the number two, the word lazy, the number two, the word right.com. Um, I thank you for listening. I thank Penny Greenberg once again, be careful, be safe, keep washing. Um, and wherever you are, always take the weather with you signing off. Bye-bye. Thanks. Too lazy.